me if you've heard this one before. The Philadelphia Eagles came into the game this week and put up a totally lackluster effort during the first half. Then they went into halftime, righted the ship in a few key areas, and they were able to snatch victory. Well, regardless of how often it's happened or how it happened this week, the fact that the Eagles were able to do it against the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that they had just lost the Super Bowl to the preceding season, that's just sweet. And the Eagles are 9-1 and one and in command of their own destiny. Welcome to the Birds Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us. The Eagles did fall behind during the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs, but on a cold, rainy night in Kansas City, they held on and shut out the Chiefs in the second quarter to snatch a victory with a final score of 21-17. to This was the ninth time in NFL history that the defending Super Bowl champion faced off against the losing team in the subsequent season, and before tonight, to find the last time that the losing team defeated the Super Bowl champion, you have to go back to 1993, when the Buffalo Bills, who had just lost Super Bowl twenty-seven to the Dallas Cowboys the preceding season, were able to defeat the Dallas Cowboys by a final score of 13-10. to The Eagles were able to pull it off 30 years later, but nobody made it easy. The Eagles were just very simply flat in the first half. Jalen Hurts in the first half went 5 for 7 for 46 yards. He had one interception as well. Jalen Hurts was also sacked a grand total of five times. Now, going into this game, the most that Jalen Hurts was sacked was four times over the course of the entire game against the Minnesota Vikings in Week 2. Jalen Hurts matched that total in the first half alone. Now, the Eagles faced four third downs during the first half, and they didn't convert a single one of those four third downs. Instead, all four of those third downs were when Jalen Hurts was sacked. It was almost predictable. Now, in the second half, which we'll get to in a minute, Jalen Hurts was not sacked at all. So fortunately, they were able to kind of stabilize that. Nick Sirianni said that a lot of the sacks were miscommunication-related issues. There were some miscommunication things that we that we had um, that we knew we had to get better at. We were we were uh, we were behind the sticks, um, you know. And so, like I said, we, it was some things that we had to do as coaches to 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 help out putting the guys in positions to make plays. Uh, but nobody nobody sets the table and, and gets everybody on the same page better than Jason Kelsey. Uh, nobody I've ever been around. Uh, it does that. I've been around some really good guys that, that get everybody in position, but there was some confusion. They, they, they created some confusion. That's what, you know, Spags does a great job of that, of, of creating confusion. And so it was just, you know, looking at some of the things they were doing, uh, getting everybody on the same page, uh, you know, trying to do a better job as coaches, getting them better places to make plays. And, and Jason and Jalen did a good job of uh, getting everybody on that, you know, everyone together and, and having a good second half. Now, if you're thinking, okay, the offense didn't have a great first half, but maybe the defense did, well, aside from a couple of things which we'll touch on, the Eagles' defense left a lot to be desired, too. 
The Eagles defense came into this week number one in the league in average rushing yards per game at 66.3 rushing yards per game on average. The Eagles defense allowed 66 rushing yards to just one player during the first half, and that would be Isaiah Pacheco, who got that on 12 carries. In total, the Eagles defense allowed 121 rushing yards during the first half alone. The Eagles haven't allowed more than 100 rushing yards in a game, let alone in a half, to a team since the first matchup against the Washington Commanders way back at the beginning of October. The Eagles simply had no answer for Pacheco. Now, some of the other runs came from some of the other backs. The Eagles were really allowing the running backs to run all over them, mostly from Pacheco. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was also able to run quite a bit on the Eagles' defense, but some of that was Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things and scrambling, and he's a really good runner. Now, Mahomes was 10 for 16 in the first half, 78 yards, two touchdowns, and those two touchdowns were easy touchdowns. One was a quick toss to Travis Kelsey, The other was some blown coverage that led to Justin Watson getting open for the touchdown to give the Chiefs their first points of the game. Now, Watson would actually become Mahomes' favorite target. Watson was targeted 11 times throughout the game, but he did show his weaknesses. Over the course of the entire game, he only caught five catches. Now, while Mahomes is a really good runner, he actually did get sacked once during the game during the first half, and it was a critical sack, and the defense did a great job of getting pressure to Mahomes all day. Mahomes was also picked off during the first half, another thing that didn't occur at all during Super Bowl 57. Thanks to Kevin Byard, who had his first interception as an Eagle, it came at a really important time in the game as it prevented another Chiefs touchdown. The Eagles were really trying to do whatever they could to try to knock the Chiefs out of this game. Uh, One overlooked play, I didn't even notice it during the game, but I did notice it when I was going back and watching some of the game film. Jalen Carter actually tried to intercept Patrick Mahomes' spike towards the end of the first half. He tried to dive underneath the center and tried to catch the football uh, when Mahomes threw it into the ground hoping that he would be able to come away with an interception. It's actually kind of funny uh, watching it. It doesn't really happen all that much. Uh, The spike was successful, and that led to the Harrison Butker field goal that put the Chiefs up by 10 points. But it's just a little bit funny, and it really showed that the defense was really trying to do what they could to try to throw the Chiefs off their rhythm. Now, towards the end of the first half, the Eagles did give up some serious punt returns to Kadarius Toney that positioned the Chiefs to take the lead and positioned the Chiefs to go up by two scores going into halftime. One was a 21-yard punt return, the other was a 16-yard punt return. So this was certainly familiar to Eagles fans. Kadarius Toney had a monster punt return during Super Bowl 57, and it was reminiscent of woes that plagued the Eagles special teams We'll see how Michael Clay, Eagles special teams coordinator, is able to make whatever adjustments are necessary to allow for the Eagles to overcome those kinds of woes. Now, in the second half, the Eagles were able to get some really big defensive plays. 
In fact, Lane Johnson, going off the field, took a couple of moments to speak to John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia, and he tipped his hat to the defense, simply saying that the defense carried the team during the game. And I'm paraphrasing the quote, but the sentiment is there, and that's something that's very true. The Eagles' defense really did a job of carrying the team. Jalen Hurts even acknowledged that in his press conference. Very, very, very challenging towards the, the opposing team. So they did a great job. Um, and in the end, they, um, they got us the ball back and we, we, we ended in victory. You know, and that's, um, that's a great feeling. Now, ultimately, Patrick Mahomes went 24 for 43 in the passing game during the course of the entire game for 177 total yards. Most of those drops came from the wide receiver core. Again, the wide receiver core pales in comparison to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had almost 600 receiving yards coming into the game today, whereas the wide receiver core doesn't really match that level of production. Now, the Eagles were very able to get Travis Kelsey out of the game for the most part. Travis Kelsey only had seven catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. You didn't start calling his number until late in the second quarter. Patrick Mahomes' connection with his receivers was so bad that at the end of the game, he went to throw his gloves to fans and missed. But all that led to the Eagles shutting out the Chiefs in the second half scoring-wise. This came from key third-down stops. There was a Big fumble by Travis Kelsey that was forced by Bradley Roby and recovered by Nicholas Morrow that if that doesn't happen, the Chiefs are probably scoring additional touchdowns. All of this put the Eagles in a position to win the game and shut the Chiefs out of the second half. The Eagles can also give a huge thank you to Marquez Valdez-Scandling. Valdez-Scandling dropped a pass towards the end of the game that if he catches that, that's the go-ahead touchdown right there. So the fact that he didn't, and it wasn't the fault of Mahomes. Mahomes placed that football really well. It was just Marquez Valdez-Scantling couldn't haul it in. So all of that combined for the second-half result. Now, as I said, the Eagles' defense did do a good job of getting pressure to Patrick Mahomes all night. While Mahomes only had the one sack the Eagles' defense did force Mahomes late in the game when he was trying to get some kind of a rhythm. They did force him to scramble probably a lot more than he wanted to. And then at the very end of the game, a sequence of a couple of plays, one of those plays was an intentional grounding. While that doesn't go down as a sack in the stat book, it might as well be a sack that intentional grounding came on the Chiefs' final drive and set up a 4th and 25 last gasp that Patrick Mahomes tried to throw to his favorite receiver of the night, Justin Watson, but Watson couldn't haul it in. It was through his hands. Watson couldn't hold on to the football. And that sequence of drops plus the intentional grounding all led to the Eagles coming away with the victory. And that's important because offensively, Again, the offense really wasn't able to get it fully together over the course of the game. Jalen Hurts, 14 for 22, 150 yards over the whole game. And he also had the one interception. Not the best stats of the game. The Eagles did get back to the run game. All three of the Eagles' touchdowns did come from the run. DeAndre Swift's touchdown in the first half. 
and not one, but two Jalen Hurts touchdowns. One was a design quarterback run that brought the Eagles to within one score, and the other was the brotherly shove, Eagles' favorite play. So the run game did get some production over the course of the game. DeAndre Swift had a bunch of carries. He had uh, 12 carries for 76 yards. Jalen Hurts, 12 carries for 29 yards. Altogether, the run game led to 114 rushing yards, but something still feels a little bit off with this run game. Now, I'm not sure if that's something off in the run game is the Eagles riding the struggle bus with decision-making or the offensive line still needs to get solidified following the return of Cam Jurgens, or if it's something else. Or maybe it was just kind of a fluke of a really, really dominant Chiefs defense. But the run game did get over 100 yards this game, so that's certainly something to celebrate. But hopefully the Eagles can continue to improve the run game during the upcoming weeks. In the past game, A.J. Brown was really isolated out. He only had one catch on the night for eight yards. And what that meant was Devontae Smith, normally the number two receiver, took over as the number one receiver, and that is huge. Uh, Mad props to Devontae Smith for being able to fill in that gap and being able to strap in and rise to the position that he was being challenged to fill when A.J. Brown wasn't really able to be a difference maker over the course of the game. So what does this mean? Well, the Eagles... They're 9-1, and one, and they are 9-1 and one for the fifth time in franchise history since 1966. And for the first time since Andy Reid left the Eagles following the 2012 season, the Eagles were able to defeat their former head coach. So the team's going to head back home for a few games. So we'll see how this Eagles team, who have reached the Super Bowl in each of the preceding four times they've started 9-1 since 1966 hold up in this stretch of games. But for now, tonight was the defense's night to shine while the offense was riding the struggle bus. The defense was able to carry this team to victory and the Eagles remain atop the NFL with the best record in football. So let me know what you think in the comments below. What got you excited about this game? What are you looking forward to following this big Eagles victory? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning in to the Birds Nest Podcast. You can support the Birds Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Birds Nest Media right here on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!